Here to discuss all things NRL, AFL, and anything sports related. Please give a warm Aussie g'day to the footy fanatic and America's own Corey Jackson in Outside the Sheds. Greetings, salutations, and ho, ho, ho. And welcome to Outside the Sheds. I am your host, Corey Jackson, bringing the energy. I don't know if it's because I feel Santa's sleigh warming up, because, you know, in Arctic temperatures like that, you got to let that thing at least warm up for 24 to 48 hours. So you know it's been warming up for a while, and that's even with reindeer power. But besides that fact, that my energy is strong today, your shed Adamus is feeling good. Uh, I don't know what it is. I, I don't know is it because I haven't been hanging out with James Harden, and so I don't have COVID. Uh, or the rest of the Houston Rockets team, which looks like they may all have COVID. But besides that fact, it is the holiday season, folks. And to my friends and family down under, I hope you're wearing a good pair of boardies or your favorite bikini or swimsuit and you're getting ready to take a dip. Here, that's the last thing on God's green earth I'm thinking about is getting in the water because I just had a cold front come through where I'm at. And it's blowing like Santa's coming in about 12 to 14 minutes. So we're not going to do that here. But it doesn't matter. No matter what part of the country or the world you're in, it is the holiday season. It is Hanukkah for some, it's Kwanzaa for some, and it's Christmas for others. So damn it, we all have a reason to be happy and stop being bitter. I might be talking to myself there, but that's something totally opposite. But most importantly... I'm happy you're spending your time right here and outside the sheds because we're one family, shed heads, shed heads alike, no matter where you're from, and me, your conductor, your Ringling Brothers and Barnum Berry Circus, the man that makes the tigers sit, the elephants stand on one foot, your shed Adamus. And I've promised you something day in and day out. I've promised you from episode to episode, we're going to bring the noise. We're going to bring the thunder. We're going to bring the excitement. And that's what we're going to do today. Now, that being said, as I bring the energy, like ho, 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 Hans Gruber himself taking over Nakatomi Plaza, our clubs aren't giving me a lot to work with down under right now or even across the channel in the Super League. It's been pretty quiet. It's very, very quiet. And I'm really, I'm, I'm kind of hurt right now because we've been, we've been privileged in the past of having players going out in the streets and doing something stupid during this time period. You know, they, they give us something to talk about. Like, I don't know if he doesn't want to make that $700,000 contract. Or I don't know if he wants to not play with this team anymore. No one's doing anything. So COVID is actually not taking away our ability to, to pound back the beverages with your buddy at the neighborhood bar or pub. It's also taking away the fact that guys aren't acting like idiots. Well, I guess we can say there's some positives about, the, about COVID-19 then. Is that maybe the players are actually going to come into the season without any other worries about maybe keeping their starting positions or taking somebody else's starting position. Who knows? But it's exciting. And so what I'm going to do for 4020 to start out this week is I, I'm going to make us do something that I think we all want to do. And that's think about the upcoming season. Because it's, it's going to be bleak. And thank God for my eclectic tastes that I have so many other sports to be excited about. Even though we know where my passion lies, that's why we're here week in and week out. But I've got the NFL playoffs getting ready to start up. 
I've got the NHL getting ready to start up. I've got the NBA that just started up. So I've got some things to keep me preoccupied until we start playing some footy down under and over in England. But let's let's entice a little bit. Let's take let's take a little sip of that breakfast eggnog with just a little bit of spite for grandma, if you know what I mean. So what I'm going to do right now, I'm going to go over the the 2020 preseason schedule that we've got coming up. So we have something to look forward to. How the preseason schedule is looking like is we've got the, the barren month of January to get through. And then pretty early in February, we're back at it. So the preseason schedule, like I told you guys earlier, starting on February 20 with the with the uh, All-Stars, the Indigenous All-Stars against the Maori All-Stars in Townsville, which, it's, which is said to be sold out, but... Now with some some rumblings and some undercurrents about some some possible outbreaks in in Sydney, I don't know if that's going to affect anything, but that's where we're getting it kicked off at. That's where the guys start kicking the ball and running around and making some uh, no look passes. But um, we have we would usually chase that with the World Club Challenge between the champion of the Super League and the champion of the NRL, but because of again. I don't know how many times I can say COVID in the first 10 minutes of our show. But COVID has put a niche to that this year. And who knows what's going to happen for the 2022 season because we'll still be ending up and finishing up um, the Rugby League World Cup. So we might not see the World Club Championship until 2023. Uh, and And I really like that. I really like seeing those two organizations uh, bring their 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 champions to come head to head and with the with the super league starting during the same now on the same day as the NRL starting like we talked about a couple episodes earlier now teams would actually be peaking to start at the same times instead of super league having a few weeks before um, for the guys to cut their teeth and getting out on the field um, but we're gonna have to put an itch to that for right now so don't forget, this year's different again because the season ended so late that that all teams only get one preseason full trial game for teams this season. Now there's going to be a few other games kind of splattered and sprinkled in there uh, for some of the younger players to get a run out, but a full trial game, all teams only get one. And it looks like pretty much that same it's all going to go the week after the All-Stars match in Townsville where all of those matches are going to be played on the same day except for one match. And so we're going to have a setup of on, on February 27th of the Charity Shield between St. George and South Sydney. We're continuing with that. That's going to kick us off. And then we've got a Titans versus the Warriors, a Storm versus the Knights, a Sharks versus the Dogs, an Eels versus the Panthers. Let's keep that Sydney hate strong. A Roosters versus the Raiders. Boy, boy, boy they're they're really loving this. They, they this is becoming the rivalry. I don't want to say it's taking the place of the Cowboys and the Broncos, but Trent Robertson against Sticky is starting to get a little bit. How should I say? A match that is a non-miss match. You just can't you can't take your eyes off of those two coaches coming together. And their teams bring it out. So what a better preseason game than seeing that. And then because of the Tigers playing the Raiders now in round one, we've had to flip-flop because the Tigers were supposed to play the Raiders 
on this day. But instead now, because of them playing in round one, the Tigers are now going to play Manly, the Sea Eagles. And that's not going to be on the 27th. That is on February 28th that that match is going to take place. Uh, This will give the teams now a week and a half, two weeks to rest up before the start of the season on March 11th. So if anybody does pick up maybe just a minor knock or or, or uh, bruise, injury, whatever, uh, they'll have almost two weeks to rest up to be fully ready to strike out on March 11th. But it's 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 nice, man. It is just good to see dates and times set up. And um, I think right now any type of normalcy, normalty, whatever you want to call it, feeling normal, um, I think that's all that we look for right now. We we just all need to see just that little bit of sunlight in that tunnel to know that once we get through it, that there is some sun. And and I think that that's what we've talked about this, why sports is shown, why it's so important for so many of us right now is to get through these really tar- dark periods of time. Um, I will tell you, I've I've had some dark periods just like everybody else. And if it wasn't for sports clubs and, and sports, I don't know where I would be today. Um, I really don't. But that is going off on a totally different tangent. But think the man upstairs, the higher power, whoever you pray to, whoever you give thanks to, that we've got the preseason schedule to look forward to uh, on the horizon. Some more news coming out of the NRL is that Jared Maxwell is the new general manager of Elite Officiating. That long title just means that Gerald Maxwell is going to oversee all the NRL's refs and officials for this upcoming season. Now, Jared Maxwell has a a pretty illustrious tenure and career as an NFL official, excuse me, an NRL official. 275 matches in the NRL he's, he's officiated and state of origin and tests. And I think the thing that Maxwell has said that he's going to bring is that he wants the officials to try to stay out of the game as much as they possibly can, but to keep the games moving at a fast pace um, and, and try to let the players play. And I think that's what we all want to see. No matter if it is an NRL match, an AFL match, any match, as long as the refs are not the main part of of the game, I think we're doing something. I think that's what we all want to see. You know, they've always said that you could call a penalty on almost any play in an NFL or any type of game if you really wanted to do it. But truthfully, I think we only should be throwing flags if it really affects the game. If it really affects a play, then a flag should be thrown. But besides that, let's keep the game moving. Let's keep it fast. Now that might be good, not be good for some of the bigs, but but still, I think we we saw as the season marched on last year in the NRL that even the you know your your forwards were used to that fast type of play, and I think we're going to see a real evolution in the game over the next two to three years when guys really get used to that that six again and that fast playing of the ball, where this game is just going to explode and continue to go in the direction I think we're all very very excited about. So congratulations, congratulations to Jared Maxwell on that appointment. And I think that, uh, you know, I don't think he can do wrong compared to how some of the officiating has been in the past in the NRL um, with the one match official. So hopefully Maxwell continues to take the NRL to another level with his uh, overseeing of, of the refs. Well, really good news uh, down in 
Melbourne with the AFL. The AFL has signed a two-year extension to their broadcast rights agreement with Foxtel and Telstra. This deal, as well as the earlier extension by seven networks, should bring in $946 million over the 2023 and 2024 period. Now, one of the things that that we've all figured out, uh, even though college football here in America will never tell you that, that it's about the money, it's about the money. And if these teams don't play, then the big contracts that are signed with these TV conglomerates, then now, you know, we have so much, you know, I last time I checked, I can't watch any game sitting in a stadium when it's going on down, you know, on, on you know, South Sydney or, or, you know, Western, Western Sydney or anywhere because I'm in America. So... If it wasn't for some of these streaming services, uh, Fox League for both uh, AFL, NRL, uh, Super League uh, is, is actually shown over here in the States, like I've told you guys earlier during the playoffs on Fox Soccer Channel. But if it wasn't for those ways of doing it, we wouldn't have the ability to watch all these matches live. But let's kind of strip that down a little bit. Those services are what are paying the big contracts so these leagues continue to flourish and go forward. And that's why it was so important for Peter Philandes to get the NRL back and playing because they needed to honor their TV endorsement that they had to get paid. And that's what it's all about. If if the big if you know if the if the divisions if 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 AFL NRL NFL whoever you want to say isn't making their TV money we're in trouble and that's why Valandis was so serious that he was going to make it work because they had to make it work because if they didn't there were going to be clubs that were folding last year in the NRL now there was never really talk about clubs folding in the AFL but you know because of the bad outbreak. Because of COVID down in Melbourne, all the teams had to leave the city that probably matters the most to the to the game of AFL, and that was really sad. You know, it's it's kind of like taking the, the the taking football out of Alabama. What more do you have to do but eat butter? I mean, uh, did I say that? I mean, um, sing Dixie. I, did I did I say that? I don't. Uh, let's just say uh, visit. Oh, you can't visit family and friends either. Well, I don't know what you're going to do in the state of Alabama, but but uh, maybe cut more tide boxes and attach them to sticks i don't know but anyway what i'm saying is the game is so important down in melbourne and and with the 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 season being set up and with us now showing that the game is going to kick off with the richmond versus uh, carlton match to start off the season on the 18th Hopefully normalcy is coming back, but that is huge news and such good news that the AFL has got that extension because this money is going to help these clubs, how should I say, heal, get back to where they need to be, and it is going to be an arduous process. It's not going to be easy, but slowly, I think if everybody works together and with these deals being signed and and hopefully with the growth of the game continue to happen... Uh, you know, we've got some incredible footy that's been played. And I think this this upcoming AFL season is going to be off the hook. I think it's going to be so good because there's so many clubs that I think really have a chance and feel they have a chance to vie for the championship. But like I said, to be the man, you got to beat the man. And, and starting it out, I'm still saying the Tigers are the team to beat. 
Um, for I think for another two seasons, the Tigers are a team to beat. But Geelong has gotten stronger. So, But that type of talk is what makes it exciting. And we're going to be able to have it because we have a strong league because of the money that has been that that has been signed to be made with these endorsement deals and these extensions. So congratulations to the AFL on once again keeping it strong and and hopefully recovering and getting stronger. So that was our 40-20. I hey Chedheads, I, I can only do so much. You've got to give me something to talk about. I could talk to you all day. The Die Hard is a Christmas movie. The Lethal Weapon is a Christmas movie. Yeah, I can talk to you about that. But do you really want to hear that from me right now? I can go into it. Because to say Die Hard isn't a Christmas movie, come on, I would rather watch Nakatomi Plaza in Flames than It's a Wonderful Life. That's me. I like a little action. That's me. Why would we love the games we love if I didn't like action? So, we won't get into that, but that is the big talk in our 4020 this week. Let's go into some outside the bubble. And, and, and I've got to say, I told you earlier that some of the things that have made everything go down, make everything go, is that I have some other leagues, some other conferences, some other games that I can keep myself preoccupied with until I get my fix back. Hold on, let me, can you hear that sound? That's me smacking my arm right now, my fix. I got to get my fix. Well, I've got to wait until February, like I just told you. But anyway, but I still can continue to make myself happy by watching some other sports. And let's get in outside the bubble. Because last night, what was it, 54 game, 54 days after the season ended, the NBA is already back off and running again. That's right. The NBA has started up again. And I think you've all known this, unless you're sitting under a rock or... I don't know if you're in Iceland, Reykjavik, getting ready for the next uh, test match for Iceland. But, congratulations on the Viking clap. But, besides that, the NBA started last night. And it really worries me because I think athletes need time to heal. Athletes need time to, re to rest. And the Lakers, having the best guy in the world, the best player in the world, LeBron James... I don't care if he's 35, 36, 28, 39. I'm, no, I'm not giving measurements to the girl down the street. What I'm saying is, I don't care what age LeBron is. LeBron is the best player in the league right now. Still. And he may not have to do it day in and day out. He's got AD now. They put some good pieces around him to hopefully get them a chance to, in LeBron's 18th season, it's so crazy to say, that he's played now for 18 years, but that he could bring back the Lakers' 18th championship in his 18th season playing the game. Insane. Insane. Anyway, we had two games last night. We had the return to, of Kevin Durant and the Brooklyn Nets taking on his old club in the Golden State Warriors. Now, instantly, when I got news and word that... Uh, that the Warriors were not going to play a game with Draymond Green last night. We already don't have Klay Thompson for Golden State. But how do I say this? Draymond Green is the ingredients and the straw that stirs the drink for the Golden State Warriors. Yes, Steph is maybe the best shooting player in the game right now. But still, it there's that, that special sauce ingredient that teams need, and that is Draymond Green for Golden State. 
when I heard Draymond wasn't playing, I, I knew that the Nets were going to win that game. And the Nets did. They won it 125-99. And it didn't even feel that close. Um, and, I, and I do think that when April comes around, I think both of these teams are going to be in a different place. I think with Kyrie Irving and and Kevin, I just don't see those guys not having some type of prickliness, just dragging their team down a little bit by their personality. And I do not envy Steve Nash as a first-year coach having to coach both these guys. I may be wrong, but I'm just looking at history with both of these two guys, and they they just burn different. And that, an example of that last night, the sporting world is talking about Kevin Durant's non-emotional interview with the boys from TNT, which personally is my favorite show of any sporting event, any sport conference, any sport league, period, not even close. The boys at TNT, Shaq, Kenny, Chuck, championship Chuck, and Ernie running the show, it is the best show on TV. If you don't laugh from that show, you got a real problem. Get outside, get some oxygen, get something going in your brain. It's the funniest thing on TV. But last night they had Durant on there, and Kevin Durant maybe gave one of the most uncomfortable interviews with a group of guys that can bring out the best in people uh, because he didn't want to be there, and he was holding the grudge, and that is some of KD's problem. KD is very thin-skinned. KD cannot handle a joke if he feels like it is against him in any way, and there was big talk that he had a beef with Charles Barkley because Barkley said something about Kyrie Irving, about just Kyrie needs to keep his mouth shut, play the game, and just talk about his team and stop talking about the earth being flat and all that type of stuff. Kyrie, just play. And that was allegedly they're saying why he was prickly. But hey, it's the first night of the season. You have a chance to put your team's best foot forward, to have people say, hey, man, those Brooklyn Nets, man, they were exciting to watch last night. And they were. They played an incredible game of basketball. But because Durant was being Durant, that overshadowed everything else that happened. Because that's what we're talking about. We're talking about him being thin-skinned. And that little bald spot that's on top of his head, he was acting like an 80-year-old man. Just better get off of my front yard. Get off of it. I got a fence up for a reason. That's the stuff that we were talking about. Yeah, it's, it's, it's tired. It's old. It's played out. Just, you know, and Kevin Durant isn't a bad dude. He just is so thin-skinned. And that is, I think, what I have a feeling might be the problem. He's in, he's in New York. Dude, New Yorkers don't have a problem giving you... Ask anybody who's a Yankees fan. If you're not yelling for your team, you're definitely yelling at the other guy. And so, I don't know if that's the best city for KD to be in, but we'll see. So that was the first game. The second game, we got really, uh, how do I say this? I thought it was very special watching the Lakers ring ceremony. It was very different. There were not fans screaming, fans not cheering. But the Lakers are class. Jeannie Buss, I think she's getting younger by the day. I don't know if that's possible. but And I still don't think I've got my vision back from Jeannie's jacket. But, but I'm going to tell you something. That was so special, watching those guys having their families present them the rings from video. 
Uh, it was it was it was cool. It was really cool. And I think we've all had to think outside the box how we were going to make things work in this last nine to ten months. But the Lakers, again, showed that they're the Lakers. And they're going to have another ceremony when fans are back in the building again. But it was cool. And I got to tell you something. Those rings those guys got, I don't know, Chiefs Nation, Kansas City Chiefs fans. I think that could be a rivalry. Who's got the most bling ring for championships? Because those Laker rings, I think LeBron had to use both hands to hold that ring up yesterday. But... Um, that was really, really cool to see. That was really, really cool to see to start it off. Now, I will tell you instantly, when your rival from the same part, the same city in the LA Clippers are sitting in the other locker room and get to stew and wait and get to stay bitter that that's not them getting rings out there, and that's your own fault, Clipper Nation. But still, I just had a sneaking suspicion that the Clippers were going to come out and play their you-know-what's off and we're going to win the game. And they did. The Clippers won at 116-109. to 109, And Paul George, you know, pandemic P, <laughs> whatever you want to call him. But Paul George showed off and, and, and played, I think, like everyone thinks Paul George can play. Now, in all seriousness, it's come out that Paul George might have had some, some mental issues in the standpoint of, of, of having problems coping with the bubble when he was when he was down in Orlando last year. And that's not a joke. I think there's a lot of people that are going through tough times. There are a lot of people that need interaction with others. I'm just fortunate I'm getting interaction with you, Shedheads, and that I can speak and do this platform week in and week out for you. And I don't mind hearing myself talk occasionally. I think if you talk to anybody who knows me, I can carry a conversation with myself. And sometimes my best conversations I've ever had have been with myself. That's something totally different. But what I'm saying is I'm not making fun of PG, Paul George, when he says that he might have had issue being in the bubble. And, and, and hey, man, I, I'm one of those type of people that says you're more of a man if you can talk about you having a flaw or having a pro having problem than you sitting and stewing and then taking it out on the world or your spouse or your friends, um, but getting help. And if the help that he received helped him perform like he did last night, more players should get help because Paul George played like a man last night. Paul George played like the player I think the Clippers thought they were going to get and we're hoping to see last year. Now, Doc Rivers would have sure loved to see him play like that last season. But that being said, the Clippers played well last night. But don't forget, folks, Shedheads, the Clippers beat the Lakers to start the season last year, too. So don't read too much into it. And we've got to see. Because I still think when it comes April, May, June, the late show is going to be right there. And I think it's going to be a Lakers- uh, Trailblazers conference, uh, Western Conference Final. And I think it's going seven, and I think it's a pick em. But Dame time! Damian Lillard will be there. Will be there. Let me put it to you that way. So that is day one of the NBA. Last night, Adam Silver said uh, on the pregame shows that you know, this is a new world we're living in. This is a new setup that we're living in with COVID. The boys aren't in the bubble this year. These guys are going to have to make smart decisions. These guys are not going to have to go to the club. These guys are going to have to be smart. And they're going to have to, how should I say, show some reserve, show some restraint in actions they do. 
and because they're not going to have mommy and daddy holding their hands. They're going to have to think that their team is the most important thing besides their family, and they're going to have to be smart. Well, one day into that, day two of the NBA season, we already have our first game cancellation. Oklahoma City and Houston's already been canceled for tonight. It sounds like John Wall, uh, Boogie Cousins, and a couple of players went to another guy's house um, and got haircuts. And one of the guys in that room tested positive for COVID. Now those guys are shut down. And then let's not even go into the beard. Let's not even go into James Harden. I've always said that Harden is an incredible one-on-one basketball player, but Harden is the worst type of teammate that you ever need. Harden is about Harden. And after a while, it can't be everybody else. It's got, you got to look at yourself. And they put all the pieces around Harden, the Houston Rockets, year after year after year. And old big game James has not played big game in big time situations. And he's always found a way to go to the club after laying a brick and not taking his team over the top. So a day after it comes out that he might have thrown a ball in a player's face at practice, he is still trying to angle his way out of Houston. Well, pictures come out of James being at a club, strip club. I don't know which type of club he was at. I wasn't with him. But it's come out again, and word just came down. The NBA has fined James Harden $50,000 for a COVID breach and a security breach for an NBA player. Now, I don't know if this is if this is Harden trying to really force the Rockets' hand on, on, on shipping him out. I'll tell you this. If I'm a team that's really looking after Harden, and after, I, after the Brooklyn Nets looked the way they did last night, the way they moved the ball around, he's definitely not going to Miami Heat because he's not the character type of guy that Pat Riley is expecting his guys to play like and to be like. And I've heard rumors that back a few weeks ago when Riley was allegedly thinking about trying to go after Harden, that he was thinking about shipping Tyler Hero, one of the all-star breakouts for the Miami Heat in the bubble last year, or last year, 58 to 98, 60 days ago, um, that Tyler Hero might have been one of the pieces in a trade to bring Harden. And I'd say, Riles, you're out of your mind. I don't think we've even come close to seeing the upside of Tyler Hero yet. And you're talking about a James Harden who's on the other side of 30 now. So no way in God's green earth does that deal go down. And I just don't think that he's a fit. James Harden, to be James Harden, needs the ball. I don't think the 76ers should be involved. in So I don't know where he goes to. Somebody's going to make the deal. But I know every day that he stays in Houston, his trade value drops. Because teams know that Houston has to get rid of him. Or they want to get rid of him. So why am I going to give them a good deal when I know that they already want to sell? I'm just going to sit and wait them out. And that's what I think a lot of NBA teams will do. But we've got our first cancelization. Our first cancellation. I can't. I don't know where the Z came from in that. But our first canceled game. And... I think, unfortunately, without a bubble situation, which the NBA proved is the way to do things, I don't want to say it's going to happen often, but I'm I'm worried to see how this season... That's why they've only released 
the first half of the season because they're the NBA being the smartest conference in the way they're handling things in America, in North America. I won't say the smartest. The NHL was right along with them. But that is what we're going to have to see. Is and that's what Adam Silver's doing. He's he's done this first half of the season to see what happens. Now there are already some teams that are going to let some fans in the crowd because we already know that some people just don't get it why we're isolating. But again, Adam Silver is not going to do a full season or a full season schedule yet because we've got to see how the league looks, how these vaccinations work, what happens with the vaccine. Does it look like we're having some results? That type of stuff. Um, So, like I said, it is a wait-and-see scenario, situation, like all of us have been waiting and seeing the last nine months. And finally, I'm going to end our Outside the Bubble with my favorite dancing player in the NFL, Juju Smith-Schuster. And I hope you guys got a chance to see the Steelers drop their third straight on Monday Night Football. And Juju Smith-Schuster dancing, doing his TikTok, Instagram. I don't know what type of social media video he's doing. He was doing some type of video of him dancing on the other team's logo at the 50-yard line. Now, I'm going to say this right now. Stay off the other team's logo. I've never understood why you want to fire up another team before a game even starts. Why do you always? Why do you already want the, the gigantic red X to be on the middle of your chest? That, that guys are going, I'm getting him. I'm getting him. Well, we got to see that in full vibrant color on Monday night because Juju got detonated and laid out by the Cincinnati Bengals, which truthfully set the tone of the game as Juju gets blown up, tabletopped, and fumbles. And now he's got to answer questions. Now people are like, well, Juju, why you know, why are you provoking the other team? Well, folks, good news. Or bad news, if, if you like to see Juju Smith-Schuster detonated and made look like a fool, well, you might not get to see that again because Juju's now come out and said he will not be dancing on team's logos anymore. That's right, breaking news. No more dancing on team's logos. Well, doggone it. I, I don't know how TikTok will keep going on this, this point forward. But Juju, thank you for... For thinking outside the box there. Thinking about, I've got a strange concept, team first. Wow, that's so cool to think about. Let me say that again. Team first. Ooh, just, I don't, I don't know. I, I, it's actually made me feel more holiday-ish. I don't, I, I don't know if I, what I can say right now after that. But I'm so happy that Juju has come to that term, come to that realization that maybe the Steelers... And as an organization, as a team, him being smart might help them win their 12th game instead of lose their fourth game in a row. So, Juju, congratulations on on now becoming a team player for the Pittsburgh Steelers. We'll see you next week. And that, my family, my fellow Shedheads, is outside the Sheds for this week for our holiday ho, ho, ho episode. I hope you guys have an incredible Christmas. I hope you guys are smart and don't meet up with 30 people. And you get to still have that feeling with that small group of niche of family or wife or spouse or your children. But no matter what it is, remember, even though this has been a strange year, even though this is a defining year, 
we can still be grateful and thankful for the people that we were able to share it with. And let's do it. Let's just have a great time. Let's have a little maybe extra egg. Maybe you don't get to see your cousin. Yeah, pour yourself an extra glass of eggnog. I'm not giving you my secret recipe, though. That's that's for you to find out on your own. But Shedheads, besides that, Merry Christmas. Have fun. Stay out of trouble. Don't get caught. Don't be James Harden. And I cannot wait to talk to you again. Until next time, this is your host, Corey Jackson. You've been listening outside the sheds. See ya. And ho, ho, ho. And that was another fantastic episode of Outside the Sheds with Corey Jackson, talking all things NRL, AFL, and all things sports. So please remember to smash the subscribe button and share this with your family and friends and show them what Australian sport is all about. 